0: It is Fangraphs Audio. I'm Carson Sestouli, and I'm joined, as I am every week now, by the curator of what I'm prepared to call our excellent Q&A series, our excellent Q&A series, Mr. David Lorla. David Lorla is here.
1: Thursday, Fangraphs Audio in the clubhouse is live and running,
0: Carson. Yeah, I, yeah. the inside the clubhouse or in the, in the clubhouse, that's the sort of name we have for these. I, I can't always fit it in the title bar, especially... Uh, with uh, I probably won't be able to with the player we have today uh, because he has one of those long Italian names.
1: Justin Ruggiano. It's not quite Jared Salta-Lamacchia, but I think um, it's probably on the short list of longer names in Major League Baseball. And, yes, Justin Ruggiano is a Major League Baseball player now. He's spent a lot of time in the minor leagues in the last few years with the Tampa Bay Rays uh, but the Marlins have him now and um, he's probably the only player not named Logan Morrison who's actually hitting the baseball for uh, Ozzie Guillen's struggling ball club
0: yeah and actually with Ruggiano we get um, I would say it maybe like we did with um, uh, when you interviewed Luis Exposito um, the catcher for the Baltimore Orioles uh, we have a similar story there We we have probably the story of um, the majority of of baseball players, and this is probably you know, a success story so far as that 's concerned but the, but Justin ruggiano 's baseball reality is is much more similar to uh, you know it, he shares that with a with a greater number of people than some of the top stars
1: well, he really shares the same stories that every baseball player does, including the stars, because a lot of people don 't really r- realize the life that a baseball player lives you know it 's all glamour to a certain degree, once you're an established big league star making millions. But all of these guys grew up playing travel ball. Um, Most of them played on Team USA or played winter ball in Venezuela or Mexico. And then they go through all of these minor league outposts. So it's really a life of travel and seeing things that the vast majority of us never see. And that's the direction I went with uh, with Justin because – he is the type of person who appreciates the fact that, hey, he's more than a baseball player. He's maybe not, well, yeah, sure, he's a world traveler. You know, he did play winter ball in different places. So we basically talked about the traveling life of Justin Ruggiano.
0: And and, and one interesting note here, um, Justin Ruggiano, I believe, is from Austin, Texas. You guys talk about that briefly. Austin, Texas, of course, is sort of the uh, cultural capital of, uh, not you know, Perhaps more than just Texas, uh, the entire South or Southwest, mm. at some level. Aust-
1: Aust- yes. Austin is the Madison, Wisconsin of the state of Texas. And the
0: state of Texas. Well, they do bear a lot in common because they're also, of course, uh, s- uh, state capitals in addition to being the home of the of large state universities. I'm curious, though. Do, do, does Justin seem uh, like someone you you might meet from Austin?
1: I don't know Carson. I know people from Madison. I've never actually been to Austin, but uh I think I could maybe stereotype austin um yeah just Justin's a smart guy he's uh he's thoughtful he's I'm not gonna talk down the state of Texas. I'm not going to say that people who live in Houston or Dallas or wherever else are you know are country hicks but you know the yeah justin great guy smart guy, and um loves to travel
0: yeah well, I think that um certainly, Austin, they, the, the, the citizens there tend to pride themselves on uh, thoughtfulness and worldliness.
1: As do uh, as does Carson Sestuli Stitul- and, to a lesser um, extent, David Lorola.
0: Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, uh, I think perhaps enough from us, um, but we will hand it over to you, um, David Lorelai, and your interview uh, with Miami Marlins outfielder and world traveler, Justin Ruggiano.
2: My guest is Justin Ruggiano, outfielder for the Miami Marlins. Justin, you are 30 years old now, and baseball has brought you to uh, to a lot of places. But you actually started off in Austin, Texas.
3: Yeah, uh, born and raised in Austin. You know, played my high school ball there, and uh, you know, grew up in a part of Texas that probably uh, the rest of the world wouldn't really say. Uh, resembles what Texas environment is like. Austin's a very laid-back city and uh, uh, it's a great place to grow up. And uh, Playing ball there was a lot of fun. So I the summer leagues there were a great time. And then that's Summer leagues are actually what led me to go to uh, my first year at junior college, which was kind of a culture shock for me. I went to uh, Seminole, Oklahoma for junior college. Um, and you talk about a, a one-stoplight town uh, in the middle of nowhere, nothing to do in the off time, which we didn't have much of. But uh, that was kind of, you know, I went from big city Austin to Seminole, and then that was a pretty big change in uh, scenery for me uh, at, at a young age. So. And then you
2: ended up at a bigger school at Texas A&M, and then I think you got uh, culture shock again when you started your professional career.
3: Yeah, uh, you know, I went one year at Oklahoma, transferred to uh, Blinn Junior College after that, and then uh, the following year in 2003, I kind of... Uh, pushed my way onto a Texas A&M team uh, by making, you know, taking the initiative and making the phone call myself to the coach and asking if I could come play there. Even if it meant for no scholarship, I would have played there. But I didn't have anywhere to go in July, and uh, you know, start of the start of the school year was, you know, coming up pretty quick. So I called him up and. Um, that's what got me to A in, in and M in '03, and stayed there through my uh, senior year, and, and signed as a uh, 25th round pick, big thousand dollar bonus out of A and M. Went to, uh, you know, with the Dodgers, I went to Ogden, Utah, which is actually a very beautiful part of the country,
2: and but far from what you what you grew up in.
3: Well, definitely. You know, this is yeah. definitely culture shock, I have to believe. I think baseball, I mean, from the very beginning is, it's you know, you need to get used to uh, doing things on your own, and, uh, you know, that's what your teammates are kind of there for as you as you go up to the ranks, is because you, you don't have family with you like you do in high school and college, you know, you, uh, you're really on your own, and... Your teammates or your family, and uh, when I got to Ogden, I, luckily I knew a couple of the guys through other universities that I played against. That you know we were kind of roommates there, so we had a good time, and uh, it was a great place to play. They sold out um, nightly, and uh, you know, beautiful mountains all around us. So we had a good time. Uh, I was fortunate to go there as opposed to many other rookie stops that people find themselves at right out of college, which is probably even more of a culture shock. So, you uh, know, I really enjoyed my time there and uh, spent my rookie season there in 05, I believe, 04, 05, I no remember. Hey,
2: once again, we're talking to uh, Justin Ruggiano. Uh, you've seen a lot of minor league cities in your life, but your travels have also brought you to places like Taiwan and Venezuela.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, I think one thing I I taken away from this game. Um, you know, I haven't made a, a killing uh, financially in this game, but I have been fortunate enough to travel all over all over the world in uh, playing, and I'm so grateful for that. I've gotten to go to Venezuela, I've gotten to go to Mexico, seeing how the different cultures uh, take to baseball and, and just what the fans are are like in different countries with this sport. Uh, it's pretty wild, but uh, yeah, Taiwan, and for Team USA, I think that was 07, was uh, probably one of my most beloved memories, I think, of traveling with this game. Uh, I went with a bunch of friends on Team USA that I've been playing with through uh, you know throughout the last couple of years in pro ball, and we all were just... Going there, knowing that we were playing against other countries, and, and Team USA had never won a gold at this thing before, so we ended up winning it and uh, beating Cuba, who was, you know, the powerhouse for international baseball at the time. Uh, but we had, you know, such a good time. Just, even, you know, even in the times that we weren't playing, we were, you know, renting scooters and riding around town and going to karaoke bars. Uh, <laughs> we had lots of fun.
2: And what about Venezuela and Mexico? What were those like culturally for a baseball player?
3: Uh, wild, crazy! I mean, um, some people say it's dangerous. I, I really didn't find it to be all that dangerous, as long as you, you know, you're not out three o'clock in the morning roaming the streets, just like any any place in the United States. You really, really don't want to be doing that either. Um, Mexico was wild. I mean, the fans there are so passionate. I remember opening night, we. Had about two or three delays just in the first inning alone because people were actually lighting the fence, the the advertising on the fence on fire. So there was about three or four different fire delays during the game, and uh, it's just you know it, it's just a different uh, different world over there, basically. But they definitely they're very passionate uh, for their sport and, and their teams. And, um, you know, when you're doing well over there, people treat you like a king. And when you're not doing so well, I was in Venezuela last year when we were, you know, scuffling and had a bad year. Uh, You know, people don't even look at you twice. It's just, uh, like I said, they're very passionate about their sport.
2: You have spent uh, all of your big league time prior to coming to Miami in in Tampa Bay, which is a franchise... Which has struggled attendance-wise. Um, on the field, you know, they have been a fantastic team. Um, last year, you were part of a very good team. You know, what is the atmosphere like that for the players?
3: Um, as far as attendance goes, it's it's sad. You know, uh, the team. What Tampa has done in the past six to seven years is absolutely remarkable. They totally turned that franchise around um, into. Uh, they're brilliant, basically, in, in the way they make their money work for them. And, and you know, they use uh, financial means to get certain players and the research they do, the, the scouting, to get certain players that fit for their ball club. You know, they don't have guys who are hitting 40, 50 home runs a year. They just uh, they put a team on the field that they just, uh, you know, somehow mathematically they see fit. And it, it does they they were uh, brilliant in that and I think Joe Madden and Andrew Friedman have kind of uh, formed this alliance to where they work so well together that they're on the same page and it just it just works I mean everything over there just works they have a great time they keep it loose you know and um, their scouting department has been you know unbelievable as far as bringing over just tremendous pitching talent, especially In the last couple of years. It just seems like they always have arms uh, to back up other arms, and they, there's always a surplus of pitching there. Um, the sad part is, is the attendance still remains kind of the same, and I, I don't know if it's because of the ballpark or the location of the ballpark, but you know they're a team who has uh, they are very, very deserving of a new new park, and uh, I think once that happens, you're going to see. Um, this, this little machine called the Rays just take off into this, this powerhouse. I mean, because that's what they're capable of doing.
2: Once again, I'm here with uh, Justin Ruggiano. You left and uh, were signed by Houston in the offseason. You subsequently came to Miami about three weeks ago. Miami does have a new ballpark. What are you finding in your initial time here with the Marlins?
3: Um, gorgeous ballpark. Uh, they did it right with the ballpark. That's for sure. Uh, tough hitters' part, It's it's not like uh, Philadelphia or or here in Boston. Uh, you really you really got to get into a ball to hit it over the fence. So, um, but you know, the time I've been here, I've gotten gotten to know some of these guys, and, and the team is great. You know, we uh, you know even though we're kind of struggling now, we we have a lot of fun together, and uh, Ozzy's awesome. Uh, you, know, you, I, you don't really know what to expect when coming over from uh, you know another team, and, and you see Aussie on television. But you know, you can't forget that Aussie played the game for so many years, and he knows what it's like. He knows what it's like to struggle as a player, and uh, you know he's emotional. But at the same time, he he always has your back, and uh, he wants what's best for the player, and uh, you, you sense that. Uh, when you're on the scene immediately.
2: Okay, and uh, one last question for uh, Justin Ruggiano. A two-part question, really, is uh, I'm curious what you think of your career. This many years in, you've never really firmly established yourself as a big leaguer, but you have traveled all over, and I assume that at some point you will be thinking about heading back home to Texas. I believe your family has a ranch. And uh, and you know, what you see as life going forward when baseball finally does end?
3: Uh, when my playing days are over I, I just I don't see the, how there could be any way I could stay out of the game uh, you know I've thought long and hard about it and there's times when I was playing in the minor leagues where I said I want to be done with this game and never come back but uh, I think you know as long as I've been in it now I just I love the game so much it's kept me going through you know the minor leagues for so many years where uh, if you're playing as a 30 year old in, in AAA, if you don't love the game, you're in the wrong spot, you know. So, um, you know, I haven't exactly had a chance to establish myself, I think, on big league level. I've gotten uh, limited opportunities and, and kind of been forced into a situation where I've been in, in certain matchups I haven't had a chance to play every day. Um, you know, hopefully that time will come, but if not, at least I can take away... Um, it's just the love of this game I've had. I mean, I've gotten to travel. I've gotten to meet so many people, and have. I just feel like God has blessed me so much to be able to play this game for as long as I have already. You know, um, not everyone stays healthy this long, and not everyone is fortunate enough to play this game of baseball. So, uh, I, I really think it's a blessing that I'm here, and uh, I don't take one second for granted while I'm here. I just, uh, I just really live in the moment, and, and just try to enjoy myself while I'm here. And when my time is done, I'm sure I'll figure out something to do, and I, I imagine I'll be involved with baseball.
2: Justin Ruggiano, thanks a lot for your time. Good